there. Welcome to Healthish, the podcast from Body and Soul with me, Felicity Harley. Oh, today you are in for an injection of inspiration. My guest is an artist, a speaker, an author, Emma Carey, her name is, and she was paralysed from the waist down after a freak accident in Switzerland. Literally your worst nightmare. She was the girl who fell from the sky. Also the name of her new book, FYI. She's going to tell us today how she finds positivity in dark days. Now, if you do like what you hear from Emma, I highly recommend our other podcast, Extra Healthy-ish, where she goes into more detail about her accident and how she bounced back. You can grab that wherever you get your podcasts. Emma, welcome to Healthish and well done on your new book. Thanks for having me. Now, your accident, can you tell us a bit about what actually happened to you, how you fell from the sky, so to speak? Yes. Yeah, so I went on a backpacking trip when I was 20, decided to go skydiving in Switzerland and the skydive did not go to plan. Um, I didn't realise at the time, but the cords in the, in the backpack um, as they were coming out, they wrapped around the instructor's neck and strangled him unconscious. So he couldn't do anything to fix it up, neither could I, and we just fell really fast to the ground. And then I landed on my belly, and because he strapped to my back, he landed on top of my back. Oh, wow. I mean, that. I mean, for you to say that in just, you know, two sentences is quite extraordinary. Tell us just a bit about what happened after that harrowing experience and the fact that you survived. Yeah, so my first thought was <laughs> I can't believe that just happened. I remember laying there and it just feeling like a dream because going into the skydive sounds silly now. I hadn't given any thought to the danger involved. I was just nothing but excited. So it was just such a shock and a contrast to how I felt two minutes earlier. And then when I attempted to um, get the instructor off me to go and find help, I that's when I realized I was completely paralyzed from the waist down. So I couldn't I couldn't move my legs to try and stand up. I couldn't even use my abs to roll over. Um, and that that was the most terrifying part of the whole thing. And then what happened after that? I mean, you obviously had a long road to recovery and now you're walking again. Can you tell us, you know, briefly how that was? I mean, aside from being horrendous. <laughs> Yeah, so I went, I got flown from that field to a hospital in Switzerland where I stayed for a month and had surgeries on my spine. And it was there that they uh, did scans and realized that I had crushed my spinal cord. So I was now a paraplegic and they were pretty certain that I would never walk again. And over the next few months, once I got back to a hospital here in Australia, my movement very slowly started coming back. Um, and it, yeah, it's one of those things that I have absolutely no idea how or why. Um, I don't think it comes down to anything that I did in particular. Honestly, just pure luck in the way that my spinal cord was damaged specifically, um, Yeah, which enabled some movement to come back. But there still is a lot of factors which I was unaware of before this happened to me. There's so many elements of a spinal cord injury besides the lack of movement. And all of those I still live with now. And what are some of those? Um, so for me, there's four main things. So I was injured at L1 and these are the four main things that uh, affect me. So loss of movement, which I've mainly recovered. I still, my calves are still paralyzed, so I can't run or jump, go on my toes, anything like that. 
uh, loss of feeling. So I still can't feel anything from the waist down, which surprises a lot of people and surprised me because I did not know it was possible to move and not feel a part of your body. And also loss of bladder and bowel control. So I, while I was in hospital, I had to learn how to use catheters and enemas and deal with the world of incontinence. Oh, Emma, that's just so tough. I mean, after a near-death experience, you know, many people bounce back a different person. We know this. I mean, I was watching that Stan series last night about Bali, you know, going through these horrific experiences. Who are you, and you talk about this a lot in your book, which I love, who are you before versus who are you now? Yeah, it really did open my eyes to a completely different perspective. I used to be someone who just went with the flow of the day was just just took things for granted and was just kind of plodding my way through life I didn't really have any direction or any passion um and it sounds really silly now but it wasn't until I was I was falling and thinking the absolute certain that I was about to die that I realized just how much I wanted to live which sounds silly because you'd think that's obvious, but it, it wasn't obvious to me. And it really shocked me the, the, the strength in which I wanted to survive and I wanted to experience all of these things um, that we can experience being human. And I, so from that day, I just feel so, so lucky and so grateful to be alive. And even when things were really difficult in hospital and in the years following and still living with a disability now, Above all of that, I just feel so thankful to be here and just constantly feel like anything since that day is just extra time that I get. Yeah, you, I mean, you're an incredibly positive person. Your book paints a picture of, you know, a person that has gone through so much but seems to find posit- positivity in everything. How do you stay positive in the tough times that you still go through now? And also how do you make sure that's still happening in the, you know, lighter, brighter days? I think something that is really important to note is that with big things like that, time is one of the biggest healers of everything. And it sounds so cheesy. And when people tell me that everything gets better with time, I was like, no, it doesn't. No, it won't. But I've really learned that it does. And physically or circumstantially, if that's the word, the thing itself might not get better, but you will and your emotions surrounding a certain thing will and your capacity to move through that will improve with time. So that's something that um, helped. But also as I got older, I've really learned the things that can put me in a positive frame of mind. And even if I'm having a really bad day, they'll at least help me feel a little bit better. And those things are different for everyone. But for me, it's the really simple things that we're always told, like going outside or going for a walk, getting some movement, um, calling a friend, listening to happy music. I love sad music. Sad music is my favorite type of music. And I have to ban <laughs> myself if I'm in a sad mood. So um, just, yeah, things like that, reading, reading books, even having time alone, just I've learned the things that I need to do for myself in order to feel uh, to feel positive and good about the day, but they're different for everyone. I mean, I, I agree with you. And I think sometimes we think, oh gosh, they're so boring and dull. And, you know, those things repeatedly come up on this podcast when I talk to people like you or yeah. exports, experts or whoever. And, but it's making sure you actually do it. I think sometimes you can get lost in the depths yeah. of despair and then think, oh, I know I need to do this, but actually go and do it. Exactly. And it's the times when you need it most are the times when you don't want to. 
So if I'm having a really bad day and I can't be bothered getting out of bed, I don't feel like going outside. And then it's in those situations when you, when you kind of have to force yourself to do the thing and then you hopefully end up feeling at least a tiny bit better for it. But it's, it's knowing at which points to let yourself feel sad, feel angry, feel the emotions and let yourself experience that. And then knowing at what point to say, okay, I'm not, I've felt what I need to feel. I'm not going to dwell on it anymore. So where do I need to, what do I need to do now? Yeah. Great advice. Emma, thank you for coming on Healthy Ish. Thanks for having me. If you want to know more from Emma, if you want more positivity, more inspiration, make sure you read her book. It is called The Girl Who Fell From The Sky and it is out now. And she's also up on Extra Healthy. She's talking more about her accident and how she recovered both physically and mentally. If you want more from us, you know where to go. Jump online, bodyandsoul.com.au. We are on social media, Instagram, Facebook or TikTok. And there are plenty of other episodes of Healthyish or Extra Healthyish as well. Thank you for tuning in. And if you have a moment, we would love it if you could rate, review and subscribe to this podcast and you can comment on this particular episode. And until next time you listen, stay healthy-ish. I'm Sarah Lamarquin, Editor-in-Chief of Stella and host of our podcast called Something to Talk About. Every weekend we publish a new episode where you'll hear compelling personalities, strong opinions and thought-provoking conversations. I wanted to be able to do it in my time when I was ready and speak my truth when I was ready. The topic of when do I become a mum, that is in my mind 24-7. Search for Something to Talk About wherever you listen to your podcasts.